Welcome back to another episode of 10 Minute Miracles with Read the Right Way. Each week, the English department will be sharing their top tips for demonstrating key GCSE skills. So get ready to transform your listening into learning. Hi, it's Miss Child here. And Miss Holmes is here as well. Um, So we're obviously not your usual uh, delightful voices. Um... But we do have some 10-minute miracle guidance to help you with quotations. So you will hopefully have seen, or you're going to prepare to listen after after you've listened to this one, the fantastic podcast that Miss Lucas and Miss Skiro um, created for you guys about how to embed quotations. Um, but today we're going to look at the the more basic element of choosing quotations and getting that right. Um so what we're we going to start with, Miss Child? Um, let's start with why it's important that we spend time getting this right. Why is it necessary that we select those best, your teachers might have even called them juicy quotations or obscure quotations, the quotations that really show off to the examiner your fantastic knowledge, your in-depth knowledge of the text. So analysis is one of our big skills within English, but the only way we can show off fantastic analysis skills is by having a really lovely quotation that we can then analyse. So whilst you probably won't spend the majority of your time in an exam looking for quotations or writing out quotations, they are the really important first step. It's like building a brick wall. If your first level isn't isn't fantastic, everything you try and build on top of that is going to be wonky. It's not going to be the way that you want it to be. So it's worth spending time getting this right. So at the start of an exam, if you feel like um, everybody else is frantically scribbling, but you're still annotating your text and working out what quotations you uh, you would like to use, don't worry, you're putting the time in on a really, really valuable part of the exam process. And it's worth spending that time doing so. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that metaphor about the building on and it all crumbling. Yeah. 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 It's so important. So, so important because if you don't have the right quotation, all of your analysis becomes that it's not as good, it's not as strong because you're not interested in that quotation. So definitely invest in learning your quotations and choosing the right one for what you want to talk about. So how do you do that? What makes a valuable quotation? Well, for me, it comes down to three things. It's three areas to consider. The first is the length of that quotation and that kind of links to whether or not it's memorable. So a quotation that's half a page long You're never going to remember all of that in a closed book exam. Even on an extract-based question, if you've got loads loads of words that have just been taken from the text, you don't get marks for that because it's someone else's work so especially the extract question that the examiner can see the quotations there they don't need you to spend however many three four lines just repeating a quotation it's not what you get marked for so length is something to look at is there a magic number for the length of a quotation not really no. it needs to be memorable and for different people mm-hmm. that means different things but do consider length and as with many things in english it's not about quantity it's a about quality. I've seen students be able to write, you know, three different points about a two or three word quotation. And that's amazing. Because they're really focusing on the nitty gritty of language and the individual words and vocabulary. Um, So yeah, definitely length is something to consider how memorable it is. Um, I think the other thing is relevance. You know, if you have a question um, 
if you've got conflicts poetry and your question is something about uh, identity um, and you start t- quoting a poem that instead talks about war and how that's affected someone it's just not relevant to your question um, and it's a sign you're waffling in your answer and you're not being focused so as well as length the relevance is definitely something to consider and you might find that actually as you're writing a paragraph of analysis you're thinking my English teacher always tells me to link back to the question mm. and I'm just writing and writing and writing <laughs> and I can't seem to find a link that probably means that your quotation isn't actually relevant to the question and that's a bit that's a bit of a nightmare because if you've spent time in the exam working on a quotation doing some analysis you don't want for that to go to waste which is why linking back to what we said at the start spending time picking the right quotations is key is there anything else we can consider that makes a quotation really really valuable miss child definitely so length relevance and then so that you're making your learning manageable you're really chunking down the quotations you need to learn but also you've got things that you can say for a range of different topics about that quotation. That's really, really important. And it's the same for any one of your texts. If, you're do, if you've are if you done much to do about nothing, if you've done Macbeth, <clears throat> all of your modern texts, look at the themes within that, uh, that particular area and see how many of your quotations can apply to a number of those themes. So for much ado, a lot of those quotations are going to be about love. But how many of them can you also link to contextual areas? How many of them can you link to ideas like um, how women are presented or portrayed? That's what makes a really versatile quotation, one that you can use in any situation. The Swiss Army knife of quotations, if you like. You're on it with the metaphors. That's such a wonderful (laughs) metaphor for these quotations, absolutely. And I guess that links us slightly into our next question. Um, our next thing to consider. Um, Mrs. Holmes, in an exam, what are the common mistakes that you think students make when they select those quotations? So obviously ignoring any of the advice we've given so far would be um, a big mistake. But one of, the, one, of the, <laughs> one of the other mistakes that I see as an examiner is a lack of obscurity in the quotations being selected. So when I mark literature papers, If I am looking at a Never Let Me Go paper, for example, the number of times I will see people using the quotation, my name is Kathy H, Mm -hmm. I, you know, it makes me want to throw my computer across the room because (laughs) it's literally the first line in the book. If you've not even bothered to learn that, then what on earth have you been doing for for the two years of your lit course? I want students to show me depth in their knowledge of the text. Is it particularly deep just showing an examiner that you've read the first line of a novel, (laughs) particularly one as as detailed as Never Let Me Go? Not really. So for those of you that are aiming, particularly for sevens, eights and nines, don't always go for the most obvious quotation. Because some of those really obvious quotations aren't, they don't allow you to explore language structure in as much depth as as some more sophisticated ones. Yeah, taking Never Let Me Go, that one that Mrs. Holmes just gave as an example, you know, my name is Kathy H, I've been a carer for many years. Like, that you could link to identity quite easily, and you could say something clever about the dehumanisation of just having a letter as a surname, or you could go to the moment in Never Let Me Go when, you know, to- uh, Ruth has a bit of a meltdown, really, and, you know, says we're garbage, we're trash, we're from the gutter, 
there's so much more there to analyze there's so much detail and depth in the tone the aggression behind it how she feels about her, her identity that loss of identity that anger about not knowing who she is so much more there to say rather than just my name is Kathy H. I think, I think <laughs> we both hate high. that quotation, yeah, we don't really we? Do. We really do. Um, and that obviously applies to Anita and me. It applies to your Shakespeare. It applies to your poetry. You know, you think you're in an example with... How many year 11s have you got here? Like 200 270, I think. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, like, that's just this school. Um, think about your poor examiners. Like, when Mrs. Holmes is marking your exams... Not that she marks yours specifically, but when she's marking all of them... Think about the quotations she will see again and again and again... And think about how much, like how much of a an understanding of the text it would show if it came up with your paper and you'd gone for a quotation that's not that well known. You're immediately getting marks for your understanding and that really in depth understanding, but also for thinking outside of the box. Um, and I'm sure that's definitely something that could apply to all of your subjects, not just thinking about embedding, you know, selecting quotations. For sure. I think another mistake that we might um, make quite often when we select our quotations is we make a point. Fantastic. Hopefully it's relevant to the question. We provide mm -hmm. a quotation that supports our point, uh, which again is fantastic. That's what we want to do. And then sometimes people like to throw in... Um, another quotation that means the exact same thing. So I mm. guess it goes back to what we said about length. You don't need to memorize lots of quotations that are gonna allow you to talk about the same thing over and over. That's a waste. You want to be able to, you want to be multifaceted. You want to be able to answer the widest range of questions possible. So if you've got a lot of quotations for a particular theme and nothing else, you're going to struggle if that theme doesn't come up in the mm, exam. Definitely. So when selecting those quotations, don't just go for the themes that you feel you like the most or the ones that you understand. You need to have a really broad understanding of quotations from across all of the themes within your text. And when it comes to memorising these quotations, um, we've got lots of resources on the Year 11 English Revision website to help you with memorisation, things like Memory Palace, all sorts of things. Um, so please do check those out. We will, of course, all of your English teachers will, of course, be looking at helping to guide you um, in, in the quotations that you might decide to learn. But if you take the advice we've given you today, you'll be in a, you know, you'll be in a really strong position to uh, to ensure that before, way before the exam, mm. you already know which quotations you are going to uh, to be committing to memory. Because it's not something you can uh, you can just blag on the night before the exam. Yeah, it's not a last minute. Suddenly, I remember everything. <laughs> you know, incredible yeah, about this text. Really not. Definitely not. Okay, I think that's us, Miss. Should we Absolutely. should we sign off? Yes. Okay. Good luck learning your quotations. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys.